March 5th, 2020, Nanaimo, British Columbia. I am pleased to welcome Nanaimo, British Columbia, and Sir Oxman Stadium to play host to the 13th team in the West Coast League. Nanaimo Baseball, from the coal mines of Douglas in East Wellington, to number six in Jingle Pot, from Departure Bay to Nanaimo Harbor, Gabriola, Wellington, Cassidy, and Extension. This is their story. This is Cobalt. Welcome to inning eight of Cole Ball. In this particular inning, we're going to be talking with the Honorable Mayor Leonard Krogh again. And he's going to focus in on the city and their impact and how they helped to bring Nanaimo baseball back to the city. And not just only want baseball, but West Coast League, which is a summer collegiate wooden bat league. So, Mayor, welcome. Once again, I know you were with us in inning one. Welcome back. Thank you. As, as you know, it's good to survive to the eighth inning. <laughs> it is. It's good. You know, we just got done the eighth inning stretch, moving about, getting uh, getting ready for to bring this on home. So I uh, appreciate you, you join us again for another inning. And uh, so I really want to start off by, by talking about, about you. Um, and my first question that I have is, did you play baseball yourself? If so, when did you start? If not, do you recall when you watched your first baseball game? I grew up in a little place called Coombs, which is about a half hour's drive from here. It was a tiny community. It had a general store and a post office in the back of the general store. And when I was a very young person, it, it had a gas station. So uh, I'm, I'm talking small. Um a gang of us, and I say gang, uh, just local kids. We uh, we we played baseball uh, on our school ground. There was a, an elementary school right in 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 Coombs called French Creek Elementary, named for the creek that runs through the middle of the community. But again, I want to emphasize very small, and I say with great pride, um, we played against the teams from Qualicum and Parksville, which were the larger centers near us, only a few thousand people each. And we were Bush League, I got to tell you. Um, and we're talking, you know, as I recall, 12, 13, 14 year olds, and we beat them. So, did I play a little baseball? Yes. Was I any good? Probably not. Were we short of players? You're darn right, we were. Everybody who could hold a bat or or put a a, a glove on their on their hand and and keep it there, uh, and particularly if you could run fast, it was important. So. Yes. Now, do I recall watching my first baseball game? you got to remember, you're talking to a guy who's 67 years old now. I can remember we didn't have a TV when I was a kid, and on Sunday nights we'd go up to the Russells, uh, a few houses up the highway in beautiful Coombs, and watch TV on Sunday nights. Uh, Walt Disney followed by Ed Sullivan. I don't think I ever got a chance to watch a baseball game on TV when I was young. That was my limited TV exposure till I was probably 12 or 13 years old. What about what about in person, sir? I mean, did you ever go and venture onto a game, or at what point was it when you watched your first game in person or on the TV? Oh golly, watching the first game on TV probably would have been maybe in my late teens if I was lucky. But uh, certainly, uh, there were active there were active baseball games going on in our community, what I would call the seniors, so to speak, in in high school. Uh, and we did play a bit of ball. And as I say, certainly at school, we played ball. Uh, we had a soccer field in our tiny school, the elementary school up to grade seven. 
uh, and at Qualicum Beach High School, which was the only high school in the school district. I'm emphasizing small here. Um, we used to play soccer as well, of course, and a bit of football, some soccer, but baseball as well. Well, when I say small, my graduating class was, I think, somewhere between 60 and 75. Oh, we were we were big. We were the only high school in the area, grades 8 to 12. We had close to 100 kids in my graduating class. So you we beat me. Fast. I was small. <laughs> and we had multiple schools. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I, I have a firm prejudice about uh, about sports and, and people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really good to come from a small community. Yes, it is. Now, did you have a favorite team growing up? If so, why and how did you start liking them? Oh, golly, that, that, that would be hard to say. As I've said earlier, hockey was the Canadian game. I mean, I can remember as a kid the, the, the names of the six NHL teams. Uh, baseball wasn't so much because Canada's national sport has been hockey, even though we claim that we founded baseball, that it's Canadian sport initially, that we're the ones who really developed it. Um, but, you know, we all heard about the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, there were teams like that that just you, you heard about the Dodgers, the Mets. Uh, those were the names from my youth. We all knew about them. Um, did I have a favorite team? Can't say so. Uh, I can tell you that if, if, if we were asking me a hockey question, I would have said it was Montreal. But Mont that's because Montreal used to actually win the Stanley Cup on occasion. But it's over time, baseball has become, as you know, in Canada, uh, a much more important sport. The city of Nanaimo itself, as opposed to where I was raised in Coombs, in fact, has a, a fairly strong baseball history, actually. Um, so to say I had a favorite team, that, that would be a bit of a stretch. And, and I'm too old in my politics to give you a BS line tonight. <laughs> now, what about, you know, Nanaimo, they clearly, people talk about baseball. They talk about um, they talk about the players that have come out of the community and, and either went on to play professionally or were just really, really good in their youth and maybe into the collegiate career. Is there one person that you hear about in Nanaimo that people are saying is probably one of the best players to come out of Nanaimo? That's a fairly easy answer, I must say. And, and let me preface this by saying that the, as part of our museum, we have the Nanaimo Sports Hall of Fame. Sports have been an important part of this community's history. You know, you can imagine that the coal miners that I talked about in inning one, um, you know, uh, recreational rugby, soccer was important uh, in those days. Uh, clearly, the best player was a young fellow called Aaron Guile. He was Born on October 5th, 1972. His family moved to Nanaimo when he was nine. You can do the math. Um, he's 47 now. Uh, and like many other youngsters in, in beautiful Nanaimo, he started playing at the Gyro Park in the Siroxman Stadium uh, in prep, junior Babe Ruth and senior Babe Ruth games with Nanaimo uh, Minor, Football, Minor uh, uh, Baseball Association. And he went on to a pretty successful career. Um, he went to one of our provincial colleges uh, on a scholarship after having been scouted in grade 12 by the Canadian National Baseball Institute. And uh, in uh, the following year, 1992, uh, he was uh, drafted into the 21st round by the California Angels. Uh, over the next five years, he played several positions on that team at various levels of pro ball, including the Boise Hawks of the Northwest League, the Cedar Rapids Colonels of the Midwest League in Iowa. 1997, he got traded. As you well know, that's what happens in baseball and, and sport. Traded to the San Diego Padres, who assigned him to the AAA Las Vegas Stars. In 1999, he played for Canada at the Pan Am Games. Came home, good patriotic boy. And in 2000, he was assigned with the Oakland Athletics, then later the Kansas City Royals. He went on to play four full seasons with the Royals before being claimed off waivers by the New York Yankees and whom he completed the 2006 season. And again, he also played for Canada in the World Baseball Classic that same year. And in 2007, he signed on with the Yakult Swallows in Tokyo, Japan, played five more seasons until he retired in 2011. And he's now happily living in the Peoria, I think you pronounced it, Arizona, with his wife and three kids, and he was inducted into our Sports Hall of Fame in 2017, and we're proud of him. 
And I can tell you, acorns and trees and, and family genes must mean something because Aaron's younger brother, Jeff, uh, was drafted by the Anaheim Angels and played in their farm team as an outfielder. Very good. Very good. Um, so yeah, I know he was one of the... We're proud of him. We're proud he, of him. He, he's one of the players... Uh, one of the players on on the list of of individuals that I looked at uh, for for the city of Nanaimo, um, one uh, w- one person, and and I'll just throw this out at you uh, that I'm having a and have had a very difficult time trying to research, but he continues to pop up everywhere. Is a man by the name of Philip Piper, um, and I had read in uh, some statistics in the newspapers. That Phil, uh, he played semi-pro ball there in Nanaimo and against Victoria, Vancouver, other places. And Phil, at one point in in one of the seasons that he had on the the, the newspaper, was batting 528. And then he ended up going and playing, um, I think, in the Northwest League for Vancouver. I believe that was sometime in the 1920s or 1930s. So... He, uh, he, he, to me, is one of those people that we'll probably end up talking a little bit more about in inning nine. But uh, he, he definitely was, to me, one of those that, you know, needs a, needs a little bit more diving into because they're, I believe, in the 40s, the 40s, 50s, somewhere around that time frame, there was a Phil Piper who was an alderman in the city of Nanaimo. So if you put one and one together, there's a potential it could be that it could be the same person. I would think it is. And we actually have a spot on the coast in the northern part of the city called Piper's Lagoon. So I, I can't verify and, and won't commit to it. And, you know, politicians, we always love to tell the truth. Uh, but I, I can safely say that it's probably this, the, the same family. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a we are discovering, and it's interesting how many people are taking an interest in the real history of sport in our community as opposed to that which with it which is within living memory, and discovering uh, some of our star athletes uh, who achieved significant notoriety in their time, but unfortunately, as is often the case, get forgotten about. And you've just raised a name that is a, a prime example of one of those, as opposed yeah. to Aaron Gile, who's played who played in his career at a time when the media was, uh, how shall I say, much more dominant and it's all within our living memory and was honored accordingly. Yeah. And, and you, again, that's one, once the city reopens past COVID and other things, that's the particular person that I'd like to dive more into, see if we can get a little bit of help tracking down that name. And because it, it just feel like, he did a lot on the playing field, but I feel like he also did a lot off the playing field for the, for the area. So I think that to, to me, I, I, I would, be, to me, in my opinion, I, I think that Mr. Piper was probably, was probably the, the best player to come out of Nanaimo, to be honest with you, in my, my personal opinion. You've given me something to chew on and we have a wonderful city archives here. Uh, and we've got a limited number of staff, but a wonderful group of volunteers. Uh, this sounds like a wonderful project to get prepped uh, for next year when things really start to happen with baseball here in Nanaimo. Exactly. Now, let's 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 go back to you. Um, do you have a favorite player right now in baseball? And if so, who is that player and why? Oh, I, I, I'm not going to stretch and say I've got a favorite player in in, in baseball. Um, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm not that athletic a guy. Now I know I should say that I am, but you got to be st- straightforward here. So you could uh, say all ball players are my favorite players. Well, you know what? I'm I'm a great believer in municipal politics, where it's essentially a team sport, and uh, and it's really important that you learn to play in a team, and and good teams support the best amongst them and give them every opportunity, and they help those who need the assistance. So. Uh, do I like all ball players? Darn right, I do. But I, I'm going to be cheeky here and say that my my wife went down to Seattle some years ago with a couple of our secretaries for a weekend break, and as she said to me, she finally recognized why so many women love baseball. 
watching it watching it live with all those athletic fellas is uh, is much more impressive than uh, than watching it on TV. <laughs> yeah. So moving forward, let's jump into the city of Nanaimo and semi-professional such professional baseball. And we're we're well aware this whole ball is centered around the new expansion of the West Coast League coming to Nanaimo in 2021. However, has the city of Nanaimo pursued a semi-professional or professional baseball team in the past? If yes, explain what and why it never happened. What? Explain what and, and if it didn't, why it never happened. Like, if it did go, why it never lasted? Or if the answer is no, why they, why they haven't pursued a team prior? As I understand it, and, and I've had to do some research and rely on, their, on the brilliance of others, which is what any good smart person does in life, you rely on the brilliance of others. Uh, the city, to my personal knowledge and to the knowledge of others who really understand the history around this, will say that uh, the city never pursued uh, semi-professional and professional baseball uh, in the past in terms of securing a team. Uh, however, consistent with this community's strong history in sport, um, the city itself has supported minor baseball and other local organizations, including the Siroxman Stadium Society in, develop, in the development of sport, so that when the time came and leagues like the WCL wanted to move here, uh, we were already a fair ways down the road and, and hoping to make it happen. I know that there have been various uh, leagues interested to locate in Nanaimo over the years, uh, but uh, it was it was really um, this this year that things came to fruition. And I must tell you, it was a very exciting event when it did happen. Um, there's a lot of enthusiasm. There is a strong group of folks uh, who are very anxious to secure uh, the team and were worked very hard. Uh, to obtain it. The formation of the Siroxman Stadium Amateur Baseball Association, uh, which was created in cooperation with stadium user groups and volunteers, represented a lot of hard work and a lot of enthusiasm from physicians and local business people and uh, a publisher, writer. It's an interesting eclectic group of folks uh, who got it together. But no, we, we didn't go out and, and seek it, but they certainly you can use any cliche you want, built the foundation, laid the groundwork, did the work that made us attractive enough to uh, attract uh, the West Coast League. And so, as I say, greeted with incredible enthusiasm. And I, I give credit not just to this council, but to previous councils who did the work and, and put the money into the stadium and the community itself. Yes. And uh, Let's let's talk a little bit about what makes the city of Nanaimo a baseball town because everybody has every city has their story about you know baseball and, and its past. But what what specifically do you think makes the city of Nanaimo a baseball town? I, I I'm speculating when I say this, but I think part of it is just the climate. We have an incredibly moderate climate here. We have practically the most moderate climate in the British Commonwealth. This is a great place to pay, play ball. You know, we, we have an early spring and, and, a, and a long lasting fall. Uh, you know, it, it, you don't have to just go by baseball season, just, you know, the kind of weather that's conducive to playing ball. Our summers don't get too hot. I mean, I think that's played a role, but because of the intense sports industry and uh, a number of folks who've pursued it, we have had a number of, of groups who formed associations to promote ball, whether it's the Pirates, uh, you know, our younger teams or, or others. And again, I, I think it, it represents a community that uh, just likes baseball. You know, we've got the Nanaimo, Nanaimo Minor Baseball Association. We've got the Nanaimo Pirates. We've got the Nanaimo Senior Baseball. We've got the Van Crown Baseball Institute here. Um, there's just a, there's a natural interest. And as you know, it's community driven. Um, the West Coast League wanted to come here, I think, because they sensed that there was an enthusiasm. And I give it, I give all the credit to the local folks. It's not a, it's not a politically driven thing. It's community interest. People want to watch it. They want to be part of it. They want to get their kids to play. 
They want to come out and cheer them on. That's you, what it's about. Yeah, it's and you talked you talked briefly yeah. about Siroxman Stadium, and you know we we've had a, a a big episode already on Siroxman Stadium and the Siroxman Club, um, you know, and Siroxman being service auxiliary men, um, but let's briefly discuss the process in which the city went about coming to assume responsibility for Siroxman Stadium because as we well aware that you know Siroxman Stadium was was built with the assistance of the Siroxman club and the, and the funding. And, and then it was then, you know, owned by the school district. Correct. Yes. And then, but then, you know, the school, it got to a point where maybe upkeep and so on. What was that briefly describe the process and response? What, what point the responsibility was taken by the city? Um, as, as you've pointed out, and you've had some discussion already, um, both the Siroxman Stadium and the Rotary Bowl, which were uh, both on School District 68 property. We have a number of school districts in the province. They're given a number. School District 68 is Nanaimo. Uh, they, uh, they had these facilities. Volunteer organizations put up the money, paid for the, uh, the facilities. Um, you know, it's called the Rotary Bowl, because as you can guess, and your listeners can guess, the Rotarians of the community put a lot of money into it, the Siroxman which is a unique club to Nanaimo, by the way. You won't find a Siroxman club anywhere else in the world. Uh, we're uh, huge enthusiastic supporters of baseball. Um, until 1976, indeed, uh, Robbins Park, one of our smaller parks, was the only 90-foot baseball diamond in the city. And when we amalgamated, as we discussed in, in inning one, and the city expanded, we clearly needed more facilities. So it was the Nanaimo uh, Minor Baseball began investigating sites for the stadium. They arranged to have the stadium site transferred from the Department of National Defense, believe it or not, to the school board, uh, who then leased it to Minor Baseball for a dollar a year for 25 years. Uh, there was field prep site in 1972-73, grants from the provincial government, money raised by the Siroxman. There was no city money involved, interesting. And I got to tell you, we had a very progressive left-wing government under a premier called Dave Barrett from 72 to 75. And it was exactly what they wanted to do. They put a lot of money into local communities. And so that got things rolling. So we start with the stadium seating construction in 75, the official opening in July, as you know, with Mickey Mantle. Um, and things go from there uh, without dragging too much history into it. Uh, the, the reality is the school district over the years realized that managing both the Rotary Bowl and the Siroxman Stadium was simply not part of their, their business, if you will. And in discussions with the city over many years, options were looked at, talking about moving them from owning or managing to the city of Nanaimo, having them. Um, both venues were then and are still well-used amenities. And those kind of amenities are usually historically uh, owned and operated by cities. So it was a win-win. Um, city was able to purchase the lands as well as partner in the development of the turf field at Nanaimo District Senior Secondary, which is a secondary school right next to the site. And uh, it became what we call our sports zone. In fact, we call it in honor of a, a hockey player and well-known sports enthusiast who was on city council for a number of years. We call it the Larry McNabb Sports Zone. And so when that venue was purchased, <coughs> um, it, it, uh, it formed a, a, real, a real grouping there because we also had the Nanaimo Aquatic Center, the Nanaimo Ice Center, rinks, Van Cunha University is right next door and the Third Street uh, sports field. So that's how it came to be. And uh, the actual purchase took place in 2018. And uh, we entered into a co-management agreement with uh, minor baseball at that time. And that's the stadium. So and she's ready as, yeah. to roar with real baseball. Yeah. Please. So as of the date of this recording, which is uh, June 10th, 2020, it's really in its infancy of stages as far as ownership by the city at this point in time. So you're talking Absolutely. 2018. So it's, it, I mean, we're early at the right now, and this is being recorded. We're only two years out. Yeah. And, and the city has sunk uh, money into it because we think it's important and it reflects community priorities. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're, we're getting quite excited. And as I say, you can only begin to imagine the enthusiasm that greeted the announcement uh, by the West Coast League. 
We're going to so, get our team. <laughs> with, with knowing that, my understanding of the history for the stadium is, is that there was put, that there was some possibilities that there was alternate locations that were being looked at as far as a replacement for Siroxman Stadium. Um, first of all, why did those plans kind of fall to the wayside, and, and why was that thought of, if, if you're aware of it? Uh, I can't comment too much except to say that I, I think, you know, good public servants in, in, a, in a city and, and inter people interested in sports are always looking at potential alternatives. You look at the cost of repair and, and fixing up and, and transportation access and those kinds of things. Uh, but, you know, the city went ahead with the purchase um, long before we knew the WCL would come to Nanaimo. And it was purchased to support baseball and to work with the society. They're a good group of people to improve uh, and maintain what we think is a great baseball stadium. So, you know, uh, sometimes uh, you've got a good car, you want to repair it and fix it and make it run again. You don't want to bother buying a new one uh, because you know what you've got is, is good quality. Uh, so everything that's been planned to date and from the city's perspective was our desire was to improve and maintain it as a baseball stadium. Candidly, regardless of whether the West Coast League came here or not. Serendipitously, I won't say uh, that's perhaps not quite accurate, but fortunately, uh, the West Coast League and, and God bless them for doing so, said, you know what? We can work with this and, and the city wants to work with us. So let's get on with it. And hence the announcement. Yes. So we're in 2020. Um, when, when did the city first find out there was interest in bringing baseball to Nanaimo to play in the West Coast League? Um, I can't point to a date or time, but uh, I think it's common knowledge and certainly staff here confirm it long before I became mayor that uh, they believed the WCL was interested in coming here for a number of years. Uh, but, you know, I, I think one of the real catalysts was the fact that the stadium uh, was purchased by the city. And then with the new society form that I that I talked about, uh, that made a big difference. Uh, clearly, the WCL saw it as a, a, a stable opportunity to expand the league, obviously, with the kind of community support that the city taking over the facility represented and the willingness to spend some money on it uh, was a pretty good indicator uh, that we wanted it. Um, with that in mind, I understand the first serious letter to city council was around 2018 to request a letter of support. Uh, and uh, that was prior to my time as mayor. Uh, that came to the previous council back on March the 8th. Uh, it was addressed to then Bill uh, McKay, a, a great friend of mine and, and a fine mayor, I might add, and, and city council. Uh, saying that, you know, we're, we're glad you've secu secured the stadium. Uh, the goal of the association is to develop and plans and new partnership at, with Denimo Parks and Recreation and take it from there. And I, I think it's fair to say, and in, in, uh, thanks to the previous council, they got it rolling, the city took it over, and uh, I won't say it was inevitable, but pretty clearly the WCL at that point had to sit up and take notice. Inaimo had literally, as a city, as a community, put its money where its mouth was. Exactly. And would you say, more likely than not, that the, Syria, that the city really took the Victoria Harbor Cats ownership group, now the Nanaimo ownership group, on the project pretty serious from the beginning? Absolutely. I mean, look, we, uh, I think it's fair to say that the community knew that these, these, these boys were serious, so to speak. They weren't coming around just to uh, ask us out on a, on, a, on a date, that they had uh, longer term intentions um, that were going to come to fruition. And that's clearly what's happened. Uh, my understanding is that the initial conversations um, started between the uh, stadium society and then expanded to city staff on uh, the feasibility of, of WCL coming here. And of, of course, uh, to jump a little bit, one key piece was lighting. Uh, th that was already part of the plans and the reason to buy the stadium for local play and enhance the support and, and enhance the sport generally. 
Um, lights were going to go on the what we called the Mariner Field, but uh, we all knew, I think the city, the staff certainly, and Richard Harding, I give him and others credit uh, with city staff, knew it would be better at the uh, Sir Oxman, but uh, that was just prior to the city getting it. And they were thinking, I think that's also a bit of a catalyst for the city to go ahead and take it over from the school district. In other words, if we're going to put lighting in a stadium, let's put it in the stadium where it makes sense. And that leads us back to Sir Oxman. That leads to the, uh, certainly helps lead to the purchase and it leads to the interest in the WCL. Again, you know, um, it's uh, we, literally, as I say, uh, put the money where the mouth was. Yeah, and I've, I've read that the ownership group has stated publicly many times that the project's not going to happen without the city of Nanaimo being all in. What's yeah. your reaction to that that statement being all in? Look, I think we're all in in this sense. I mean, uh, are, are we going to subsidize it, so to speak, or, 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 you know, offer them cash? No, but we're all in in terms of ensuring that the stadium uh, gets improved over time. That's important for us. We, we know the WCL can't stay here unless it's going to be successful. We understand that. And uh, our support for it is strong. Uh, we want it to succeed. And we'll make the improvements over time that are appropriate. I think, you know, notwithstanding what COVID has done to many communities around the world, let alone here in, in beautiful Nanaimo, um, we understand that, that capital expenditure and improvements are important. And we know that for the long term, having the WCL here is going to be a huge boost for our local tourism. But really importantly, from a community perspective, it's a source of, it'll be a source of community pride and also a wonderful example and opportunity for our young people. You know, you don't think much about uh, playing baseball if you never get to see it played. You're not going to want to aspire to be a baseball player, many of whom from this community over time got scholarships and went on to uh, very successful other careers, it's not going to happen if it's not happening. And so for us in this town, are we all in? Yeah, we're darn right, we're all in. So let's get the let's get the ball thrown out. Let's get the pitch the pitch tossed and let's see if we can uh, we unlike uh, poor Casey uh, at Mudville, see if we can uh, have uh, the sun shining bright and the hearts light in the children and have men laughing and children shout because there'll be joy in Nanaimo because baseball's come on out. Exactly. I had read in an article about, uh, it's like a little poem, but I'll just briefly paraphrase it. And it's like the, the, the person speaking says, I went to the doctor's office. There was a note saying, I, you know, I'm out at the park. I went to the, went to the newspaper and you know i was out at the park and you know everybody that they went to they were like gone out to the park and it's like so it's like one of those things it's like a friday night's light thing that i see in nanaimo with you go there you see your friends and you're having a good time exactly um, exactly Would look you, it's, it's you a know great person? sport and, it, and and the skill involved i mean i think everyone appreciates the level of skill yeah, and uh, and as I say, I mean, uh, one of our one of our school board uh, senior officials. I mean, his son is quite a ball player. I'm not going to mention his name. Don't embarrass the poor kid. But uh, you know, uh, he was one of those guys who was there um, earlier, and uh, he's just as thrilled as can be that this is happening. What did you know about the WCL prior to the official announcement early this year in 2020? What did I know? I knew that we didn't have one in Nanaimo. <laughs> That's what I knew. And, and, and frankly, just so you know, a little bit of patriotic chauvinism here. We're actually a somewhat bigger city than the city of Victoria itself. And so it's our turn. So what did I know about the WCL? We should have had one before they did, and now we're getting our just desserts. So... <laughs> Now, going back to the ownership, now going back with the ownership group, we, we saw you there and anybody can go and look this up and see it on, you know, video. We, we saw you front and center with the ownership group of Nanaimo Baseball. Um, clearly, that relationship 
with the ownership group has developed over time? One would assume it's it's really blossomed. How would you say that that relationship has has where it started to where it's at now? Look, it's very important, and I you got to give Jim Swanson a lot of credit, uh, folks like that. I can tell you, if you came to my office, you'll find uh, we don't have a name for the team, but the the cap and the t-shirt are, are sitting on a on a small uh, side desk in my office, and uh, looking forward to the opportunity to 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 wear it and use it. We are flattered as a community uh, that. that Mr. Wilson and his group and, and others have shown this interest in our community. Uh, we are more than excited to uh, have the, the team come. I mean, John Wilson, who, as you know, is the uh, team's vice president uh, business, um, as, as the quote goes, and he said it nicely uh, when on the date of the announcement, this is an exciting day for us. It has been in the works for a few years and going to be a great new addition to the Nanaimo sports scene. It's not just the Nanaimo sports scene. We see this, pardon me for being so crass, on the business side as a huge catalyst for tourism. People will come to Nanaimo to watch baseball. They're gonna stay overnight. They're gonna go to our bars and our restaurants. They're gonna shop in our stores. They're gonna walk our streets. They're gonna buy the gelato. You can buy it at a lovely gelato shop on Commercial Street in downtown Nanaimo. Um, they're gonna discover this is a great town. Uh, and a place that will welcome them, uh, and uh, they will have a wonderful time here watching this team play. That that leads me into another question. Do, you know, does the city plan on being a, in a long term relationship, so so called, with the ball club? Uh, I'm I'm going to be cheeky here and say, young man, I'm 67 years old, and my wife and I are going to celebrate our 47th wedding, wedding anniversary this September. We married when we were 20. I'm a serious guy when it comes to relationships. And this is a serious town when it comes to relationships. <laughs> so, yeah, you marry into Nanaimo, you better be prepared to stay. Very good. Very good. Jumping back to Siroxan Stadium, you did, they're working on putting up lights They've put in a new scoreboard. Um, what are some, are there any additional plans the city has for the stadium and helping the ball club? Um, I can't point to specifics right now, but I mean, I think we, we, we look at the obvious, um, more seating, um, those kinds of, of practical additions. We want to make sure that people who come there have the opportunity to purchase the kind of beverages and, and, uh, and, food that they, they want to purchase so they can enjoy the evening. All of this is going to come over time. Uh, but as I say, we are, uh, we're all in, we're committed as a city. And I think that the owners are going to discover, as I assume they probably did their research appropriately, uh, that Nanaimo, being a sports town it is, is going to give them the support that they need to make it a success. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's it's not something that's going to succeed unless people want it and like it. And I'm satisfied, the city's satisfied that they will and they do. And we're going to continue to work to enhance the stadium to make it the kind of facility that will, as I say, make this a long-term relationship. There we go. Yes, we, we got another one. <laughs> we got another team in town. Um, my next question dives into the expectations for the team. Now, I don't want to, everybody could say, okay, my expectation is, you know, I want the team to win. I want them to have fun, but I really want to take a further, I want to take a more, a bigger dive in, into that. You know, when, when teams come to the area, you know, clearly you want them to act professionally, be involved with the community and hopefully do a little bit more to give back. So with me saying that, what would be the city's expectations outside of winning and being good citizens while they are in the locality? Um, let me cheekily say, as a, as a guy who has sought political office many times over the years and lost a fair number, it's a long time before I was batting better than 500. Um, we, the winning is important, but it's probably more important that we see them as our team. Uh, and that kind of, of local pride is important. But we expect them to be part of the community in the way that the Nanaimo Clippers, our hockey team is. We expect them to be out and about being seen. Uh, they're important to us. They're gonna be welcomed by Nanaimo citizens. They're gonna have a, a pretty strong volunteer base 
uh, with uh, the society itself. The Sir Oxman Stadium Amateur Baseball Association is there. They're an extremely dedicated, hardworking group. You're going to find a lot of support here, but this that means that we're going to expect them to show up. I can tell you that as an example to confirm the pride that exists in this community around that which we see as ours, we have a little special exhibit down at the museum for the Nanaimo Bar. Bit hokey, but you know, we have uh, a ship in the Royal Canadian Navy, HMCS Nanaimo. Uh, we have a society in Nanaimo called the uh, Friends of HMCS Nanaimo. We welcome them to the crew who can come to a banquet annually at Christmas time, uh, most recently in, in January, because they couldn't get here at Christmas time. So this is a community that takes pride in people who bear our name and represent our town. And you know what? I'm sure that many other communities can say it, but uh, I, I think that uh, whatever we're gonna call them, and that's gonna be an interesting question, uh, this uh, West Coast League team is, uh, is gonna feel welcome and they're gonna enjoy the town. And as I say, for all the reasons that I promote this community, they're gonna like it. And an opportunity to go to school here too. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, VIU's right next, right there. So, um, so a lot's happened since the announcement in March of 2020. What went into uh, planning that particular announcement on that particular day? There was a fair bit of planning and work back and forth with the city and, and the, the owners themselves, obviously, and it was a great success. I think, as you well know, that announcement was made literally just as the COVID lockdown fell upon this province as it did in your state, as it did in, in many other parts of the world. Um, and that's definitely, well, I, I hesitate to use the term downer, but it's a downer uh, and, and it's definitely slowed things down. But I'm satisfied that uh, a lot of work is being done uh, behind the scenes, getting us ready. We're still looking forward to it. We're all hopeful a vaccine's going to get uh, get discovered, and and we can actually kick off that season next year in the way that we want it to. And if not, we will work hard to ensure that we get it up and running in the way that we want it as soon as we can. Um, but you know, the 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 COVID thing has created a a world of uncertainty that none of us ever expected, and frankly, none of us have ever experienced before. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of hampers my next question a little bit. But since the announcement, what has been the reaction of your constituency in Nanaimo to knowing and hearing that they have a ball club in 2021? I hate to say this, but I think they're a little complacent and confident. And by that, I mean, they believe the announcement was solid. They believe the coming of the team is solid. And just like they're waiting to be able to go back to normal lives, they're being incredibly patient waiting for next year. I mean, I think that's the fairest comment I can make about the attitude. I mean, people believe it, they accept it. Uh, and by golly, we all better deliver. It's like a kid waiting for Christmas and opening up their presents. When that catalog first arrives, it's a countdown. Well, the catalog arrived back in March and we know what we want and we darn well expect it's going to get delivered next year. Exactly. Now, as we enter in the tail end of this inning, let's go into some fun things. And I want to throw out you. You talked about you don't know what the name of the team is. However, there's got to be the wheels rotating in your head. You're thinking of things. And I know, I just know because I did it. How have you suggested any names? If so, what? And do they have any specific meaning to Nanaimo? Oh, you know, the, the trouble is there's a multitude of names. As, as, as you could tell from inning one and, and tonight, I mean, I, I have uh, enormous affection for this community and, and its history. And there's a whole pile of historical names. But uh, do we want to tie ourselves to our history? Or do we want to tie ourselves to the future? Uh, do we want to talk about our relationship to the water and the sea, which is important? Do we want to talk about relationship to the forests, uh, the industries that built this community? 
Uh, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I appreciate a bit of advance notice on this question, but I'm, I'm not going to stick my neck out. I think there's a multitude of things. Uh, but, you know, candidly, uh, to use a, a term that you have to be careful of in the 21st century, we want something that's a little bit sexy, too. Uh, we want it to attract people. Um, Nanaimo is the harbor city. You know, um, do we call it, uh, you know, we obviously we can't be the harbor cats, but uh, we're frankly the big port. Nanaimo is a port city. Victoria is a harbor. All right. Is, there's a difference. And I won't bother bore your listeners with the difference, but we get big ships here to deliver real goods. We don't just get tourist uh, vessels here. Uh, do we mention something about the port? Do we mention something about the First Nations who've been here since time immemorial? Um, do we honor the, the beautiful waters that surround this place? I don't know. Yeah, there's been, by the time that this episode comes out, we will clearly know what the name of the team is um, by then. But I've had my, my, my suggestions based upon some historical knowledge, and I will share those suggestions with you. Please. Uh, so I had, first of all, my, my, my first suggestion initially to the team was the coal miners. But you have a team called the coal miners already. Yeah. Um, so then it goes into, so what are the other ones? So then I even dove, as I was diving into the, the history of baseball in Nanaimo, and as, as people will have already heard of, in um, inning number two, um, there were city teams like the Owls, the Native Sons. Um, there were the Elks. So, but there are there's already the Bend Elks. So you can't you clearly can't take that name. So then there's the Native Sons. There's the Owls to play around with. Um, my big suggestion um, that I had had was the Nanaimo Nine. So because that the the initial ball club for the city of Nanaimo was known as it was originally the Nanaimo baseball club, but then in newspaper articles throughout years and years, it was better known as the Nanaimo nine. So I had suggested that, Hey, try the Nanaimo nine as, as a team. We'll see what happens. Um, but that was my suggestion as I got looking in and diving into the history of Nanaimo baseball. So I, I'm not going to reveal any prejudices or biases here, but I like it. Yeah, it, but, it, should, but but it, it's like it's like uh, picking out uh, a bottle of good wine in the in the liquor store. You don't just grab the first one you like. You should check out the others first. Exactly. I'm very interested to see what the community, what the owners, what others come up with that work. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has a nice appeal for history. And let's face it, nine is uh, nine is the baseball number. Yep. Now, you know, you, getting your warm up, going back, getting your arm warmed up, going back to the old days of, you know, throwing out the baseball. I'm sure at some point you're going to get your, your glove out. Uh, you're going to start prepping. Do you get to throw out the first pitch? I don't know if I get to throw out the first pitch. I, I've done that uh, before. Uh, I can assure you if I do, the one thing I guarantee I'll be practicing a bit because the last thing you want to do is embarrass yourself in a large crowd of enthusiastic people who are waiting to see your real ball players uh, do their stuff on, on the field. So uh, I'll, I'll certainly practice, but I, I know there's been some talk of perhaps a whole bunch of folks because, uh, and I come back to what I said in inning number one, baseball is a team sport. And yeah, some folks are better than others, but baseball is a team sport. And um, just having one person, so to speak, uh, even though only one person under the rules can throw the first pitch, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm I'm an easy guy. I'm just I'll just be excited to see that that first pitch or pitches happen uh, in our own Siroxman Stadium here in Nanaimo. Okay, they call you from the bullpen. They're saying, "All right, all right, Mayor, we need you to come out throw the first pitch." How are you prepping yourself? How are you getting ready? Come on, tell me how are you getting ready. How am I getting ready? I'm going to be doing it at, at home where no one can see what a incompetent I might be. As I said, when I played back in my Coombs days, it was because we were short on players. It wasn't because I was a natural athlete. Now, if you got my middle grandson in, he's a natural athlete. 
but that would be too embarrassing for Graham. So, <laughs> so, so the next question is: Is will it be a strike, or are you are you Lelouch out of the movie Bull Durham and hitting the the, the bull? <laughs> uh, will it be a strike? Uh, I'm I'm afraid it might well be. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not a strike in the wrong direction. <laughs> Hopefully I don't knock out the uh, the uh, the uh, the batsman or or uh, or, or knock out uh, anybody else within throwing range. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Now, sir, we really really appreciate you 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 taking time to record this inning of coal ball inning eight with us, and. As we close out this this inning, and before we go into inning nine, um, do you have any final thoughts that, that you'd like to share with us um, regarding Nanaimo baseball, West Coast League, and even this project that I we've been you've been a part of and and been working on regarding the history of baseball in Nanaimo? Given this community's history and love of sport given the troubling times we're in with COVID, it's even more important that we get on with this next year. People need to look forward to something. And having the West Coast League here, having our team named and having it succeed and get out there and playing uh, is good for all of us. It's good for the community in every respect. So, so let's just say um, I am impatient and I am excited. And uh, golly, we look forward to next year.